0: Greetings, friends. My name is Wes Nakamura from Blockworks Macro in Tokyo. It is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023 at Asian Markets Close. Welcome to the Market Dev Podcast, bringing you global market commentary and analysis from the Asia-Pacific trading session so that you know what happened overnight. So after eight consecutive days in the green, we finally have a pullback in Japan equities in the Nikkei and the topics indices um, over the last two days. And why does this matter broadly uh, outside of Japan? Because it seems that in terms of global DM equity indices, this relentless Japan rally as of late has been potentially driving other regions, i.e. US and Europe uh, higher. And therefore when Japan indices peaked on Tuesday, yesterday at Japan PM cash open, So did SPX e-minis, as well as Euro stocks, and Japan then led global indices to the downside over the last, you know, one and a half to two days. So, if indeed it is the case that U.S. equities are being directionally driven by the Japan momentum, which is the only macro force at active play over the past, call it, month or so, Um, And thereby, that would explain, at least in part, why equity markets are shrugging off headwinds like the U.S. debt ceiling still unresolved or China deterioration or whatever other risk that equities have been ignoring. But if Japan is driving the otherwise directionless SPX and euro stocks, both to the upside and the current downside, then equity investors should probably know what's driving Japan equities, whether they themselves are invested in Japan or not. So today I'm going to take a dive into who is doing what with Japan equity index futures, especially yesterday during Japan cash hours when the momentum top was put in and then everything turned around. You know, who was behind the selling? Did the foreigners who have been these net buyers of Japan stocks for the past seven consecutive weeks, did they finally take profits? Well, as I'll show you, my best guess is no. And I'll show you exactly what data um, for which I used to make that assessment, right or wrong. Okay, but before we get to that, very first, just a quick note the RBNZ, Reserve Bank of New Zealand, interest rate decision uh, out today. Okay, so they hike rates 25 basis points to 5.5% in line with expectations. However, what's significant about today's rate announcement out of the RBNZ was that it was one of mission accomplished, apparently because the rbnz also called this the end of their rate hiking cycle and in addition to that they're even talking about rate cutting for the back half of year next year 2024 okay so this is very notable given that the rbnz had been one of the most hawkish of the major central banks as well as one of the first out the gate to begin hiking rates, you know, well before the Fed, the ECB, the Bank of England and, and the rest of them, right? So, as of today, we now have the first of the major developed central banks to not only claim that you know, the rate hiking cycle is done, okay, whether or not it actually will be going forward, but nonetheless that's what they're claiming today explicitly. Not only are they doing that, but they're also the first to actually give an explicit nod to rate cuts as the next rate move when that time comes. Okay, and on the back of that, we see the Kiwi dollar take a pretty significant drop down about one and a quarter percent. This despite an inline 25 basis point hike, because this explicit dovish turn, that was very unexpected. So this is a notable moment in global macro and in DM monetary policy, you know, turning point, um, even if they're the lone ones uh, doing so for now. Okay, so back to Japan equities, finally pulling back and putting in the top, temporary or otherwise, uh, for this recent global equity upside. Okay, so what happened yesterday at 12.30 p.m. Japan time, at the p.m. session open, when everything fell? um, And by everything, I mean that this wasn't just Japan. This was also top tick in SPX e-minis, as well as in other indices like the Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong, Um, we saw euro stocks fall at you know europe european opium open a few hours later Um, we even saw dollar yen move in tandem with you know the Nikkei with japan equities down okay which is a very rare move for fx to follow an equity market but nonetheless here we are so therefore we should all want to know what happened yesterday okay and i don't mean what was the catalyst because one the catalyst in this case remains unclear okay though likely it's tied to you know, China chip export banning announcement hitting the tape, but two, the catalyst itself isn't important in this case because when you're this deep into a one directional rally like in the in the Nikkei and topics indices and Japan equity indices, right? What's important is who is behind the actual market activity, right? The actual buys and the sells, um, and if we can at least get an idea of that, then we can also. Then try to get a rough idea of the immediate term price action to follow, right? So that's why I don't care what the reason was. I just care who is acting um, in the, the the flow. So, as we know, foreigners have been the primary buyers driving Japan equities massive, you know, massively um, on a rally with Nikkei and Topics breaking out to thirty three year highs. You know, eight straight weeks of net buy flows, right? So, were they the sellers? that therefore capped the rally yesterday? Were foreigners taking profits? No. It was still domestic, Japan domestic sellers that did so. And in fact, foreigners were largely still buyers yesterday as indices fell, okay? And here's how I came to this conclusion. So if you look at the JPX, Japan Exchange Daily Index Futures Trading Data, Okay, it shows it by participant, by name, um, by you know, and they actually show like the buy and sell quantities. Okay, they publish this every single day. This is all public info. So for Tuesday, um, the 23rd of May, this is what the data is, and I kind of reformatted it. The cells are on the left, the buys are on the right. You could see the names of the executing brokers, you could see the volume of which, how much they actually, you know, executed the buys and sells, right? How many contracts. Of Nikkei futures, of Topic futures, and so on. Um, and so, this overall picture says a few things. It says that on balance, Japan domestic investors were active net sellers. You'll also see that the uh, non domestic, so the foreign investors, were net buyers. And if you combine the two together, the domestic Japan net selling. Was greater than that of the net buying by foreigners and hence the downside. Okay, so let's just dive into this uh, further. The number one and number two largest traders for both the buys and sells, as you can see, are ABN AMRO and SOCGEN. Okay, and so those are by and large, those are systematic algo flows. Okay, so this, like those two, especially ABN AMRO being like the highest on the list as the you know the most volume traded for both buys and sells that's nothing new that's a very normal thing that happens every day um and furthermore note that the quantity of the buying and the selling for for these uh for ABN Amro for SocGen these buys and sell quantities more or less match off one another right they neutralize one another in other words ABN Amro sold 31,000 512 contracts and they bought 31,761 contracts so essentially they were netting out to be neutral and therefore didn't have any real directional price impact okay um again number five uh susquehanna hong kong we could also put that on the list uh in that category so let's ignore those because they're not actually making actual sort of directional impact and if we ignore those now let's take a look who were the biggest net sellers of Nikkei futures? That's Nomura. Nomura sold about four thousand contracts of Nikkei futures and bought about one, you know, fifteen hundred contracts. Okay, so that's a pretty significant sell to buy ratio or skew. Okay, now who were the biggest buyers, the net buyers of Nikkei futures? That would be Barclays, i.e., foreigners. Barclays bought. About 3,500 contracts versus selling 2,600. Okay, so they were net buyers. Um, also, just note that although JP Morgan is up there on like high in the rank, their buy and sell flows also net out flat, right? So we can just kind of cross that off the list as well. And then by and large, this is what the picture shows that, you know, Nomura, aka the domestics. They were net sellers. Uh, the foreign community was were net buyers and the number of sell flows were greater than that of the uh, foreign buy flows. with the the only exception in in the foreign net buy and sell is Goldman. Goldman actually shows up as net sellers, okay? And likely that's because Goldman services hedge funds, And so these are likely just short-term directional hedge funds that were just taking profits um, on, you know, a directional uh, upside bet that they've been long, you know, or or over the last several days or weeks or whatever it is, okay? But it does not really reflect necessarily the long-term long-onlys, okay? So Goldman is kind of an outlier when it comes to, um, you know, to note, when it comes to, like, the foreign uh, community and the foreign brokers, Okay. So that's the Nikkei Futures buy and sell picture from yesterday. Now let's take a look at Nikkei Mini Futures. And Mini Futures are not to be ignored because they are actually, they have more, they have greater trading notional uh, volume than the, you know, the the larger Nikkei Futures do. um, They have for some time, Okay. So what's the story with the Nikkei Mini Futures? It's still, again, it's mostly systematics um, on top. So we can get rid of those because they're going to be net flat. And then also involved with Nikkei Mini Futures is Japan Retail, okay? And Japan Retail is also net flat as well, right? Their buys and sells are going to kind of net each other out, right? This is basically SBI, Rakuten, Matsui, Monex, and so on and so forth. So if we get those out of the way, right, the the top-ranked buyers and sellers are Systematics and Retail. And then we take a look at the picture. Now what do we have? Well, Barclays this time is more or less netting out flat for Nikkei Minis, right? So we can kind of get rid of that, but if you look at, once again, Nomura, Nomura now shows up as net sellers, again, at about a 2-to-1 ratio for Nikkei Mini futures. Also note that although Bank of America does show up as net sellers by about 10,000 contracts, and as well as J.P. Morgan um, by about 3,500 contracts, that combined like notional value is on Nikkei mini futures is like is very negligible it's not that much in the grand scheme of things it's also being partly offset by other uh foreign net buys such as that by Morgan Stanley who was net buying of uh, about 3,000 contracts okay so uh that kind of negates JP Morgan's net sell and once again Goldman stands out amongst the foreigners as net sellers by a significant amount, as in they don't show up at all in terms of any buy flows, and they just have uh, sell flows. Okay, so that's the Nikkei mini. Now let's take a look at topics futures. Topics futures, again, very largely similar to picture to that of Nikkei futures. Okay, Japan domestic are net sellers, um, and although the foreign flows are a bit more mixed, it's still skewed towards being net buyers from the foreign community, okay? So once again, X the systematic flows, the largest net seller is Nomura. Um, they are selling, again, about a two to one ratio of sales to buys. Um, you also have Mizuho in there as well uh, as a slight net sell, but nonetheless, that's a domestic net seller. So who are the largest net buyers? Foreigners. We have Barclays, net buying again um about 1600 contracts bank of america also buying about 1600 contracts net buys um and then the other foreign you know flows the largest net foreign flows those are kind of largely two way neutral but they do still slightly tilt towards being net buyers okay as in JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley nonetheless they're buyers though they're not selling and then once again Goldman stands out as the sole sort of foreign broker that is uh, a heavy net seller okay so who sold japan equities down and halted the rally it was once again the skeptical and sort of skittish japan domestic investors and understandably so because they're taking profit some (laughs) which may be taking profit that they've been sitting on for 33 years long right for once they could, they could take profit. That's understandable for them to do so, but the international, the foreign long only's, okay. i.e. the foreign community X hedge funds and fast money. They were still overall net buyers, even into the down market. So despite the last two days of the Nikkei and the topics falling in price action, overall investor behavior remains unchanged. Domestics are sellers, and foreign community is still net buying, regardless of what the index is doing, you know, going up or down, okay? Now, again, note that these are just index futures just for that particular day. By no means does it tell the entire underlying story, um, let alone tell the story at all in any sort of accuracy, okay? But it does provide at least some bit of quantifiable insight, uh, into what is actually happening in terms of these buys and sells, and in terms of actual market behavior. This is all public information. You can go to the JPX website. Um, they have an English version, and they print this data every single day uh, at market close. And so, and they have them in Excel sheets. They go back, you know, historically as well. Um, so it's very transparent, and you could see who's doing what. Uh, so if anyone's any, you know, has any curiosity into this, you can continue to look into this. This is something I used to do on a daily basis on the futures desk. When I was at Goldman Tokyo, at the end of the day, we would see who were the buyers, who were the sellers and therefore what move price action. And then we'd get an idea into, is there more coming or not? Right? Because let's say that the, let's say it was the other way around, right? Let's say we saw this data come out and show that over the last two days, it was foreigners who were the net sellers. By and large, and domestics were doesn't matter what they were. If they were net buyers or net sellers, doesn't matter. If the foreigners were net selling, uh, futures in both Nikkei Nikkei minis and in topics futures index futures, then that might be a cause for some alarm, I suppose. If you're you know bullish on the index and bullish on equities as a whole globally, because it might signal that the foreigners who were getting going long into this are now taking profit and are selling. But that's currently not the case as it stands. The case as it stands right now is that foreigners are still buyers. It's just that their buy flows are being overwhelmed by the domestic sell flows, but they're nonetheless buying, okay? So I just want to share that bit of info. Um, I still believe that there is upside in the Japan equity rally. Um, Obviously, there was going to be some sort of pullback, as I had mentioned the very last episode, and here we are for that pullback. Um, And more importantly, probably to the the most of the rest of you, Japan equity indices and Japan uh, activity in terms of direction is having some sort of impact on broader global DM indices, including SPX. So you need to watch what the Japan markets are doing because that is where the focus and the actual directional activity is taking place. There isn't really any like definitive activity in either direction taking place in the US or in Europe for that matter. Um, it's really being led by an out of Japan. So you need to watch uh, what's happening in Japan. And if you really want to know who is doing what in Japan, well, here's your data to basically see exactly who is doing what. Okay, uh, that's it for me. Thanks for watching Market Depth. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.